Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. Did you know that pornography doesn't have to destroy you or your marriage? We're the parents of eight active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we love to help people just like you. We're here to share hope and healing as we take you through our journey and the journeys of our amazing clients to greater joy and love. Come grow with us to a happier, more meaningful life. Welcome Welcome to to the the Self Mastery Podcast. Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford. So I've been reading a lot of books on habits. That's kind of one of the things that I do a lot of. I, I really try to get a grip on you know how habits work and what is going on for most people. And essentially, every book on habits has a three-step process that governs, you know, it's, you know, the start to finish of most habits. It's the cue, the response, and the reward. And so the way that this works is uh, you get a cue. And in our lives, we have lots of cues. When it comes to pornography, there are a lot of cues that a lot of people have. And these cues are the start of a process. So the cue might look something like, I'm frustrated, or I'm lonely, I'm sad, or I'm just alone. Right, so I have uh, I have one client who he's a young man, and whenever he's alone at home, his brain's like, "Now's your chance. Now's the moment that you can go and look at pornography." Right, so that's the cue. His brain says, "You're alone. Now we can look at porn." And this cue process. So one of the things about the cues is that they never go away. You never stop having cues. Because you're never going to stop having stress or loneliness or frustration or you know just simple things that happen in your life that keep you um, that keep your brain engaged, right? Uh, this is the way that life is. We have cues, and you know you're going to have all kinds of cues, and and hopefully, um, not hopefully, but really, the the goal is to set up a response process that allows you to get the reward that you want. Um, and, and in some of these books, they talk about how, you know, you're really not looking for a different response or sorry, a, re, a different reward because you want the reward to remain the same at, even if you, as you change the response, because your brain wants that good, that, that particular reward. And I, I, there, I have a little bit of a beef with that, not a lot, but a little bit of a beef where, um, I've noticed that as I talk to my clients and as I look at my own experience with this, the reward is not, well, I, I guess it depends, it depends on how you define the reward, right? So if, if the reward is, you know, if you're looking at pornography and you feel good for a moment, if that's what the reward is, then we're not going to have the same reward as we change the, the response after the cue, right? We're going to have a different reward, which is a long-term happiness. So they kind of live in the same realm, but they're not exactly the same. So when we talk about, you know, okay, what's the response that I'm giving? And how is that response going to create the reward that I'm looking for? This is the place where all of our habits 
actually adjust. You know, you look at uh, you look at any response process that you have in your life, and if you adjust it um, to engage your life differently, then you're probably going to have a reward that's more satisfying, a reward that's more complete than, say, what would happen if you just took the easiest process, the easiest way through this process. And as your capacity to improve your response and refine your response increases, that creates a a better long-term reward for you, right? So um, when I talk to clients and we talk about, okay, well, what's the response look like? Right now, usually what the response looks like for most people who aren't doing this work is I, I get a cue from my brain that it's time to look at porn. There's a, a reason, whatever that reason is, and you can insert your own reason right here, right? Whatever reason it is that your brain says, hey, go look at porn, that's the cue part, portion of this. I'm stressed, I'm lonely, I'm frustrated, I'm hungry, I'm tired. Um, any of those things, right? And then we have this response process. Now, right now, a lot of people are in this response regime of, no, I cannot do this, and I'm going to fight this until I can't do it, until you know this cue goes away, this feeling goes away. Now, sometimes that works. There's, there's actually you know, evidence that that has been helpful probably in your life because there have been times when it has minimized the, the amount of time you look at porn. The problem with it is, is that that's usually based on a, a willpower subset, which once that willpower subset goes away, right, so if you have enough willpower to fight it off, and then eventually you stop having enough willpower to fight it off because willpower is a finite resource, then your brain goes to its second response, which is, to engage in pornography in some way. So um, a lot of times what this looks like is a a three-step process that our brain will engage in. It's the truth, the justification, and the lie. And I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but what this is, is it's a response set that allows your brain to turn to pornography even though it's morally against your character. So it's not really who you want to be, but it, what it does is it creates ambivalence or ambiguity, right? So in, in this process, the, the truth, the justification, and the lie, your brain starts to create ambiguity around what is good for you right now, right? And when you create ambiguity, you, you're, what, what actually kicks in is your lower brain. It kicks in in this way that says, well... If we don't have a real certain answer here, we're going to go with what feels good now versus what might, you know, maybe feel good in the long run. Okay, so what does this look like? This looks like uh, when my brain says, hey, it's time to look at porn, uh, my immediate next thought is something like, oh, um, yeah, I deserve a break. Let me, I'm just going to take a break. And I don't think there's anybody out there that would argue, yeah, you don't deserve a break, right? They're not going to argue against that. What they would say is, yeah, of course, you deserve a break. That's, there's no problem with, with that. Then your brain says something like, um, 
oh, I'll only, you know, scroll through good videos on TikTok. I won't go, I won't do anything bad on TikTok, right? So that's the justification. And right there, you know that if you said that to your mom or to your dad or to your bishop or whoever it is that's, you know, that you're sharing this or your wife, they would be like, uh, you know, that's where the slope starts. You know, that's where you begin to lose the capacity to walk away from a bad decision, right? They would call you on that, but maybe, you know, uh, somebody who isn't read in on the situation might be like, yeah, I, I guess that's probably fine. Uh, and then finally there comes this lie. And the lie almost invariably looks something like this. It sounds like, oh, I've come this far. I might as well keep going, right? And we all, like, if you say that out loud to anybody, uh, except for maybe a poker player who, <laughs> who's like, oh, yeah, pot committed, I get it. Um, and if you don't know what pot committed is, you can go look it up. It has nothing to do with weed. But the idea is essentially that once you commit a certain amount of chips to a hand, you have to play that hand all the way out. Otherwise, you it's a waste, right? But when it comes to pornography and walking away from pornography, your brain's going to offer you this idea. And there's I think there's some debate in the poker community as to whether pot, being pot committed is uh, is even a valid argument for putting more money into a, into a pot. But the idea that your brain is offering you is essentially the same, which is, oh, I've already gotten to this point. I'm already bad. I'm already in trouble. I'm already going to have to, you know, confess this to my wife or my bishop or whatever. And so I might as well at least enjoy the moment because then I've, you know, I've, I've gone all the way. And it, if I, if I stop now, I'm going to have to face all that frustration and I haven't even, you know, done, the, done the thing that's really the bad thing. Okay. So that's, which is like living on both sides of the fence right there. So that's kind of what your brain does is it goes down this path. And that's the, that's the response portion of the cue response reward that your brain does to go down a habit. And then the reward of course is I feel good right now. And that feel good right now ends up in the long run being something that doesn't feel good because you lose self-confidence. You lose your capacity to trust in yourself. You lose your um, ability to believe what you say you will do, uh, which is which is really hard, right? And and there's lots of consequences. We can talk about those on another time. But when it comes to adjusting this, it's really important to recognize that the cues aren't going away. We're going to always have the same cues. But what we are doing is we're seeking out a completely different reward by intervening in the response process that our brain has offered us. So the response process that our brain has offered us, and, and yours might vary slightly from the one that I've described, and so there's, you know, I think most people are individual, but there is a lot of value in kind of seeing these patterns. Um, one of the first things that you want to do is you want to ask your brain, is that true? Is that really true? And I would highly recommend that anytime your brain offers you, hey, let's look at porn, you start writing everything else that it starts saying to you. If it says to you, hey, let's look at porn, write that down, right? Put it out on a piece of paper, put it out in the world and say, um, okay, I'm gonna, just going to write this down and I'm going to look at it objectively. And that alone is going to start to create a little bit of distance between what is going on in your head and what is real. Uh, and, and I say that knowing that some of you are like, well, what goes on in my head is real. Um, 
Have you? Uh, so this is an analogy I like to use with my clients, which is, have you ever like written a paper, and as you were preparing to write this paper, you thought, oh yeah, I got this all planned out. I know everything that I'm going to say. I know everything that's going to be good. If I, this is perfect, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And you write it all out, and you go back and you read through it, and you're like, this is garbage. <laughs> this makes no sense. I'm going to have to redo this whole thing. This is absolutely nuts. Uh, I think the reason that it is, or the reason that that exists is, thoughts inside of our head, they have color and lights and music and sound and all kinds of amazing things inside our brain to make that story real and fun and interesting. I think this is why dreams are amazing and imagination is fantastic. Because inside our heads, anything can be anything. You know, you say it's blue and it's really green and it doesn't matter because your brain just wants to go with it and tell a story that's magical. Well, I think the same thing is happening for a lot of us when it comes to pornography because we let it stay inside of our head and it does not really translate into who we want to be out in the real world. And so this response intervention is designed to really just give us new understanding of what the thought process is that our brain has gone through, right? And when we put it out on paper, it's not really in our head. We don't own it so much anymore as we can objectively look at it and go, yeah, that's, that's not really it. That's not, that's sometimes, I, I don't want to say that's crazy talk because, uh, you know, not, you're not crazy, but your brain is offering you stuff that if you were to convey it to somebody you love, like your spouse or your, you know, your mom or your dad or your bishop or whatever, they'd be like, no, that's not true. And I'm just going to call you out on that, right? That's what they would say. They'd be like, nope, that's not true. I'm going to call you out on that. And I'm not going to let you, you know, maintain that as a, a sense of reality because it's just not the reality that, that you live in and it's not the reality you want to live in, which is another interesting aspect of this. Like our brain creates this reality that we're, that we're present in that isn't the reality that we want to live in, right? The, the reality that we're present in when our brain is offering us this, um, this truth, justification, and lie we, we're in that, you know, moment. We're like, yeah, this is all true and okay, but we don't actually want to live there in the long term. That truth, that justification, and that lie, those aren't places we want to spend any more than basically a certain amount of time to get the short-term reward that we've been looking for. Because if that stuff was all true, then, you know, the atonement wouldn't work and all kinds of other things that that we want to work, that we want to be real, that we want to be true, wouldn't really work, okay? So we take this intervention and we change the way that we look at it by putting it out on paper, by asking it questions, by being clear with it. And then what that does is it creates a new reward. And the reward that it creates is a way better reward, Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to liken this to, I'm going to compare this to, um, to overeating, right? Because a, a lot of my clients, we, we work on both overeating and pornography at the same time. And when we overeat, our brain offers us the same. So the cue, right? I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm lonely, I'm, st- you know, whatever. All those cues are basically the same. I've been rejected. Uh, my, my spouse has invalidated my, my perspective, all that stuff. All those cues are the same. And then uh, the, 
you know, the, the, the truth, the justification, and the lie are also present, right? The truth is, oh, I could just eat this snack. Oh, uh, I'm only going to eat this much of this snack. Well, I've eaten this much, so I might as well keep eating it all, right? And, and we see that truth, justification, and lie, right? And the reward in that moment is I get lots of dopamine from whatever food I'm eating, okay? But the long-term reward, and this is, uh, you know, this is an interesting thing, right? So when we fully integrate, our short-term rewards and our long-term rewards um, are aligned, okay? And right now, what's happening is you have a short-term reward and a long-term reward that is not aligned. So the short-term reward in that moment is the dopamine. The long-term reward of that process that we just went through is that I can't walk up the stairs without getting winded, that I'm uncomfortable in my own clothes. Those are some of the long-term rewards that are created when we believe the truth, the justification, and the lie in this particular scenario. Uh, pornography is the same way, right? Um, when I believe that same truth, justification, and a lie that that we that I talked about earlier for pornography, the short-term reward is I get um, dopamine and arousal out of my pornography viewing, but my long-term reward is that I am not the person that I want to be, and I feel bad about who I am. Okay, and and when we have integration, full integration with ourselves. The short-term reward is I get a little bit of happiness from, you know, going through this process and knowing that I can succeed, but my long-term reward is I am the person that I want to be, right? I can succeed and I am the person that I want to be. Those are aligned rewards, right? Whereas when it comes to habits that we don't want, our our short-term and our long-term rewards are not aligned. And in, in this, in understanding this, you'll now begin to be able to start changing something. Go through this process that I just taught you. Write stuff down. Just get out a piece of paper. I mean, obviously, if you're, you know, in the middle of, like, a board meeting, don't do it. If you're, you know, if it's not an appropriate moment to do it, don't do it. But just try it. See if it works for you. I'm not saying that it'll change everything, but it will probably begin to remove you from that you know, being inside your own head and help you step out so that you can start to own some of the, this process in a way that you've never been able to own it and intervene in a way that helps you align those long and short-term rewards. All right, my friends, listen, I love you guys. You're amazing. I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day, Darcy and I work with amazing men and women to remove pornography from their lives and relationships. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey, let us help you. Sign up for a consult at zackspafford.com slash workwithme, and you can set up some time for you or your spouse to meet with me or with Darcy, and we can help you get started on your self-mastery journey. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills that Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. 
Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.